make sure it sounds good in and out of my butt. Okay. <laughs> in and out of my butt. <laughs> when I'm lying here in your butt. All right. <laughs> All right. Y'all ready? Yeah, yeah, dude. All right. New new theme song. What's going on? It's the Film Drunk Broadcast coming at you not live all across the nation with a new theme song. I love it. You love it. You know who chose it? That's right. The regular, regular Mr. Matt Lieb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Auto Lum. Oh, I like that was that. you ought to know, but Lum as in eating buttholes. What's up, everyone? Hey. Uh, I hope you enjoy the new theme song. It took me 20 minutes of sifting through uh, <laughs> different different tags uh, on like a royalty-free website. Uh, I chose News Sports Excited. That's good. Yeah. I hope the license That's, allows us to use it. I'm pretty sure it It does. probably I, doesn't. I'm certain we'll get sued for this one before we do for the fucking original <laughs> song, which you seem to be so convinced we're going to get sued over. I don't know, man. I just don't want to get sued. I know you don't want to get sued. It sounds but bad. I didn't. It sounds real bad. You go to it court. It does sound bad. The judge is always... A, if there's one thing I've learned from all the judge shows, it's that judges are mean. Judges are not nice people. They got a lot of spunk. They sure spunk, do. Spunk the right word? I've been moving for seven days. Yeah. I'm fucking dust. Spunk. That's... Yeah. No. The moxie. Well, anyway, look. We also got one of your old favorite guests, uh, Allison Stevenson. Hello, hi. How the hell What's are you up? doing? You got a you got a possum background that I like. I yeah, love it. You know, I have a weekly web show, and I'll do different fun backgrounds, and I just forget sometimes that it's still there. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's the best background I, I've I seen. It up. I got I got others saved. Yeah. Uh, is it is that possum eating like a is that a sandwich? Is that cheese? A What's peanut like? butter sandwich, I believe. Oh my god. Here we got Kermit eating. Miss Piggy's ass. Oh shit! Oh, Straight up, dang. you got Kermit lumming. He doing lum <laughs> lum. I've never heard lumming before. That's a new one. Oh, that's just that's just been something we've been throwing around. We, we for call years. that we, we call that an onomatopoeia. Yeah, I, I it was from an old <laughs> bit that I used to do, where I. Uh, like if you're eating pussy, you should do the ABCs, and like if you're eating ass, you should do lum. No, it was more like <laughs> I would say like, hey. Which one of you out there eats butt? Lum, 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 lum. <laughs> and uh, Vince really just picked up on the fact that I said lum. I didn't even notice I was saying it. And I realized that is a good word for it. Okay. All right. Hey. You know, it's, got, yeah. it's, it's, it's the mouth. It's the mouth movement. The mouth shape feels right. Oh, what's this? You got a picture of uh, a guy in Natalie Portman? What the is that, fuck? Is that Moby? Yeah. Oh, that's Moby. It's that movie pick where he's like, I dated Natalie Portman. and we I, can't were in love. I can't believe he dated Natalie Portman. He did not. <laughs> oh. I think that's, he was, that's like he was, the whole drama was like, he was like, I totally fucking dated Natalie Portman, dude. And he was just lying about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of forgotten at this point, but basically he was just a creep and he was like in his 50s or whatever when Natalie mm -hmm. was like... 
20. He probably did the thing where he was like, oh, you're you're a vegetarian? I have so many vegetarian restaurants that you should go to with me. <laughs> <laughs> and she was uh, like, oh, I need to know more about those. And then, you know, now he's like, oh, yeah, we totally dated, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we <laughs> fucked. I mean, no big deal, but uh, we fucked. Yeah. Uh, so, but but Natalie she was Portman. also uh, she was in like four movies where she was the inappropriately young love interest. Like that was like kind of her whole yeah. thing. Well, there was the professional. Um, the and professional. Then there, was, there was beautiful girls. Yeah. Uh, there was Star Wars Episode One: The yeah. Phantom Menace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Star Wars. Um, that other one that I don't know. I, there's those two. Oh, two was a lot. She turned out fairly okay. What well, was okay? It's wild that she turned out. Yeah, I guess she's all right. I mean, like she see, she seems like kind of uh, one of the rare instances where a child star um, just seems semi-normal. I mean, she's not obviously normal. She's still a celebrity, but she doesn't seem like she she didn't have like a coked up uh, phase where yeah. she was like you know get, you know had to go to rehab a bunch of times, hanging out with like. Uh, you know, fucking Lindsay Lohan. You know why? What? This is my theory. She was never in Disney. I feel like Disney oh. is what fucks everybody up because it's like they create you, uh, like they create this persona for every actor, which is basically like an idealized child. Um, yeah. And then, so then the the actors are like stuck in this weird. And it's kind of it's always it's child porny to begin with because it's I'm always creeped out when you can't let a kid like be kid like but you have to create like whatever your fucking Mickey Mouse version of what a kid should be like which yeah, is what Disney semi-adult. stars adult Disney stars always are they're like obnoxious and precocious but like really uh, they're always wearing like eight pounds of makeup and hair gel which is fucking weird. Um, yeah, and so I think. What about what, Nickelodeon stars, though? Yeah, Nickelodeon stars. Uh, what's the one? Um, Amanda. Well, they, just, they just grow up and get on SNL and annoy me because I'm like, wait, that fucking guy? You picked that guy? You're thinking very specifically yeah. of Keenan. Um, <laughs> yeah. The only Nickelodeon star to ever exist. Yeah, but well, like, he's the what, one who what made was, good. Yeah, then but then there's Amanda Bynes. She's a Nickelodeon star. <laughs> Jamie Lynn Spears. Oh yeah, what happened to her? What's she doing? She's probably she's, fine. She's like a mother of two now. Yeah, she's probably that makes helping. Sense. Uh, she's probably helping administer Britney's wealth. Yeah, probably someone who's administering the wealth. One of um, her, one of her various. Uh, what do they call the conservators? She's probably like a co-conservator yeah. for Britney. Well, what about the Corys? Like Corey Haim, and they, they weren't Disney, were they? Were they Disney? Oh, they were way They're, before. Yeah, they were just like eighties. Yeah generic they 80s like fame Frodo. they were like the archetype for a fucked up yeah yeah life yeah, yeah yeah tragic dude tragic you shit you think cory fame really got butt fucked by charlie sheen with crisco in between two trailers like that's what cory feldman says yeah and uh i'm i'm that would be a I'm, bad talk show between two trailers with charlie sheen it's like God, Jesus, come on come on vince sorry look i'm drinking my mean juice today <laughs> i mean i'm inclined to believe Corey feldman um mostly because of uh how much Hollywood seems to want to discredit him every time he opens his mouth. Well, he's also like pretty, pretty insane. I mean, like, did you? Oh, read, he is. You re- we read that article about like him 
when he crowdfunded like the movie that was gonna dish all the secrets where we learned about the Crisco and it was right and it was kind of like a disaster like everything he does somehow and I don't know whether well, to believe him, believe him that it's because everyone's against him or what uh, here's here's my thought on it so I yeah you read that article and all I could think was you think um, Mossad's that, involved yeah that definitely Mossad is involved no all I could think is like um the content of the movie seems to be a way bigger deal than how the fucking premiere went bad like the premiere went bad because like you know it was like oh the file wouldn't work for a little bit but then it was fine and then the he complained about the the food options at the after party and it's like yeah but there was a whole part in between where the movie played and, and it was like straight up you know, Charlie Sheen raped my best friend and here are all the other rapists who are still currently working in Hollywood. To me, like that is the fact that the, and and it was an LA times feature article on, on how, you know, bad the premiere was. And the LA times is in on it, man. I'm not a conspiracy theory. Go ahead. Can I interrupt it? I'm trying to find it. But this all makes me want to bring up a TikTok that I saw. Oh, oh please, yes. Please do. I, I, dude, conspiracy TikTok is insane. <laughs> it is wild. I'm like all of a sudden into TikTok. Yeah, of course. Because I don't want to do any work. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, I hope I, I can find I it. I saw... Basically, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, what are you going to say? I I'll saw keep- a Twitter thread where it was like about jelaine maxwell uh yeah people that had gone down like that were peripheral to jelaine maxwell and yeah. uh and i didn't know where i didn't know the guy and i didn't know where it came from and it but it was like it had to be like a hundred people lo- long all like politicians of some sort like state senators or advisors or people like that and i was trying yeah. to google them and uh the ones i googled seem legit and it was like it was like a ton of people that you know had gone down for some form of molesting or weird sex crimes wait wait you're uh, saying these are all people who were uh like people um, in government that got outed by Jelaine maxwell recently i don't like i don't know how recently they were i don't know it's i'm just i'm just saying I'm just saying things that are unsourced, so take it for what no, it is. No, dude, but it's a podcast. You're allowed to do that. Sure, In yeah. fact, it's encouraged. Parody, parody. No, it's not parody. Real, real. Sue me. <laughs> fair use, fair oh, use. Sue me. Owie. <laughs> oh. Okay, I can't find the exact video, but this is the subject of the video, and this is going to blow your mind, all right? Yes, yes. So this guy, he's saying that Michael Jackson uh-huh. actually saving children <laughs> from the Hollywood pedophile ring. By uh-huh. fucking him first. That's why he had a bunch of kids in his house all the time is because he was protecting them from all mm-hmm. the Hollywood pedophiles. Yeah. Okay. And he, and he was like, he was like, I did such a great job protecting you that now I feel like I should get my dick sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... You gotta have some sort of reward, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a, a deal is a deal. So he was yeah. protecting them, and that like he was, he was like the Dexter of Hollywood pedophiles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And then he was saying like, if you ever look at Neverland Ranch, 
there's like uh, one of the rose bushes or some shit is in the shape of like a giant Q. <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh no! Q. So he was in on the QAnon shit before. Oh, Michael Jackson's been, in- <laughs> and then that's why he's dead is because yeah, dude. I exposed the fact that all the- these children were being yeah taken advantage of by exactly. Him. He, he did a- actually he definitely still loved alive. exposing things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. ex- exposés were his fave. Um I do <laughs> problematic I do fave. love problematic <laughs> fave. I love that uh the, that's a funny thing about like a lot of the QAnon stuff is like uh because at first you're like listen, I'm all for finding uh, and exposing a giant pedophile ring. I don't it's, care who's it, involved. It's always like yeah. they're 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 right in like a large vague sense, but then if you drill down to any of their specifics, you're like, wow, that is completely insane and obviously wrong. Right, and you're working really hard to somehow uh, to simultaneously try to find a pedophile ring you can pin on a very specific target while <laughs> yeah. trying to exonerate us uh, the the people that you like. And it's like, uh, I mean, I, it's a weird place to come from because all I can think is like, I, I can't really think of a single celebrity that if they were caught in the pedophile ring, I'd be like, no, we must protect them. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like a celebrity or a politician, you know, it's like. What, Not one it, celebrity would would like upset you. Oh, Steve, it would upset Steve me, Buscemi. but I would never lie for any of them. Steve, I would never. Steve I would Buscemi never, never did anything. There's no if it's not Steve. If it's if they say it's Steve Buscemi, I'll fucking march, dude. Because I know. L- uh, listen, I know Steve Buscemi's legit. Tomorrow, there's a TikTok where it's like Steve. They do that like screenshot of him being like, "How do you do, fellow kids?" <laughs> 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 oh, you know, he was trying to get kids into his dick. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be like, "I never should have done that Sandler movie." <laughs> Um, that's from yeah, a Sandler I mean, movie, isn't it? I feel like it is, but I don't remember. It feels like yeah. it's like it's Mr. Deeds or something. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I I just no, it's Thirty Rock. Oh, oh it's it? Thirty Rock. Okay. Thirty right. Rock. Yeah. Oh, that's good too. That's good too. Anyways, but all right. uh, so I moved. Yeah. I, no, fuck your move, bro. Dude, fuck your personal anecdotes. I want to talk about Shia LaBeouf. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I you'll like, have to hear about my love life later. I feel like like 2020 is so crazy that Shia LaBeouf got a giant tattoo of a lady like kissing a clown uh, uh-huh. with Creeper underneath it and like Mickey Mouse throwing up gang signs and like barely made a blip of the news cycle. Wait, did that really happen? Yes. He did it specifically for this movie. Well, he was like, I really wanted to get a chest tattoo. Uh, and then he got these fake tattoos for the movie, complete with his character's name, which is Creeper, because he plays like a weird cholo, uh, which is also the name of Frankie Quinones' fake cholo. Uh, yeah, I know. It's <laughs> it's it's like straight up. The, I, I immediately, as, as soon as I saw it, I tweeted at Frankie and I was like, time to lawyer up, bro. Yeah. They're, they're trying to take your Cholo fit money. And uh, it's of all people, it's Shia LaBeouf doing fucking doing fucking brown face and being like, hey, what's up? <laughs> like, he is exactly like, remember when I came up with uh, my pitch Sli- for a Cholo named Slimer? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He- is basically playing Slimer in the movie. Like all the all the problematic voices that we did uh, in that episode is 
uh, Shia LaBeouf's like entire performance where at one point he's and just like scro- Oscar he's not going to get an Oscar because the movie <laughs> is fucking terrible, which is the other thing that's crazy really? is that he got like a tattoo all over his entire chest with the name of his character across his stomach. And the movie that it's for is easily David Ayer's worst movie. Which is saying David Ayers is, is the Training Day guy. Is that he did, right? He wrote Training Day. He directed like Fury and uh, like End of Watch and uh, Suicide Squad. Oh boy! And he wrote the first Fast and the Furious, which is pretty funny. But so so this is a bad movie. He 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 tattooed his worst character in the worst movie he's ever done on so, his body. And then, Shia LaBeouf. And, well, the, and then, so like he was, get, of course, getting a bunch of shit on Twitter being like, really, you're just going to put Shia LaBeouf in brown face? And uh, he's like, no, 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 no. He's, he, his character is actually white. Like he's just a white guy that like acts, uh, you know, like a cholo. Like a cholo. Which, which is, I gotta s- apparently is like David Ayer's like, like sort of life story, I guess. Like he moved to South Central when he was in high school or something. And like every single movie now is about like you know drug stuff in la i gotta say uh shia labeouf uh in an attempt to be a normal kid um went to my high school for exactly <laughs> one year yeah um Did he hang and out he with- was he was doing brown face the entire time <laughs> yeah he, he was he really was uh, it was like it was just a running joke uh where <laughs> that's how he thought people, he was gonna fit in hey what's up yeah. Yeah, I, but I, it was like he was trying to be more like black urban than Latino urban. Oh, well, that's... But, but it was still, it was like one of those things where, you know, he definitely got made fun of a lot uh, because he was a famous movie star. <laughs> and there was one, there was one kid uh, who, um, I guess he did a movie where he played like a, like a mentally challenged guy. Oh, it was a Disney movie. Well, it was a Disney movie? Yeah. What, what, I, I guess there's a part where he's like, my kite, my kite. His, like, his kite was stuck in a tree <laughs> or something. Anyways, yeah. uh, this, this really funny girl at school uh, went up to him while he was like pretending to be black and just went, my kite, my kite. Oh, <laughs> and, you know, in high school, uh, do, do, doing retard voice and retard hand was like... Uh, uh, considered, uh, you know, acceptable standard. Yeah, uh, that was standard high school you know, practice. But it was like one of those things where uh, people would clown on him a lot. So I, it is not far fetched for me to be like, in this case, it is true. He has been doing brown face his entire life as a white dude. Uh, that being said, uh, using it as kind of, it's a very clever way of getting out of any, uh, what do you call it, like. Claims of cultural appropriation yeah. or brown face I mean, or black face. It it's fair. Like those people for sure exist. But the funny thing about it is like the idea that he's white is never mentioned in the movie. Like you would never get right. the sense that he's playing a white guy other than the fact that, you know, it's Shia LaBeouf. Like he's just, yeah, he's just a guy named Creeper and he's like a drug enforcer <laughs> and he's like showing off all the, uh, naked selfies on his phone he's like oh check it out fool that's araceli from diamond bar <laughs> it's like which oh my God. best scene in the movie by the way because this movie is fucking terrible uh it's like about some dude who you know collects taxes from all the drug gangs 
And, right. And um, and he he goes to collect on some some dude. He spends the first scene explaining like what'll happen to you if you don't pay up. Like I right. seen. I seen grown men getting their their limbs chopped off with a chainsaw flopping around the floor like seals. And you're like, oh shit, that's pretty real. Um, so that's like the first scene. And then in the next scene, the same guy is like collecting, uh, trying to collect from some other drug dealer, but he finds mm-hmm. out the guy's daughter has leukemia and so he doesn't make him pay. And so you're uh-huh. like, oh, oh, I guess like we're supposed to think this is the good guy now. Um, and then, yeah, he has like a whole... He has a whole gang. <laughs> he has a whole gang thing. He he gets into a feud with this guy named Conejo, uh, and uh-huh. and we're not sure like why he we're supposed to identify him with him because he refuses to pay tribute to Conejo, but uh, so <laughs> then I think the reason that we're supposed to like the main character is because he like always prays to Jesus and like kisses. He's like very religious. Uh, uh-huh. And then, meanwhile, the bad guy uh, worships the devil. Like he actually worships the devil. And at one point, he like he he sacri- He starts off. He's in a room full of like pentagrams, and he sacrifices a chicken. Uh, and then, like a naked girl comes in, and he slits her throat. And so he's like, Whoa. he's actually into like human sacrifice. Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> That's kind of tight. Yeah. First of all, that's kind of tight. I mean, uh, more power to him, obviously. But uh, I just don't understand, like, why they needed to make... Like, he's a tax collector. Just let Chaya play Jewish. He already (laughs) is Jewish. Or what if he's like... Play into a stereotype. Yeah, I mean, true. (laughs) Well, he could break stereotype by by being the guy, the tax collector who thinks he's a cholo. Like, he's like... Creep, yeah. creeper the cpa hey welcome to h&r block bitch <laughs> <laughs> i'm about to turbo tax that ass um yeah. anyways yeah it was it, it's it's an interesting um premise for a movie uh kind of just like the uh because uh, uh, here's the problem and this is what i don't understand maybe you can set this up um when they say tax collector, they mean um, like person who goes from business to business and is like, the, you, this is the cut. That yeah, you basically. Owe? Yeah, but for drugs. Yeah, but that for drugs. It's basically, you remember the fuck you pay me scene from Goodfellas? Yes. It's that. Yeah, right. But um, so. But how do you pay taxes on illegal things? Well, it's, it's not- basically you're paying a percentage of your income to like the, the boss. You're paying uh, protection money. You're paying protection money. The boss always gets their cut. And it, it works the same in the mafia. It works the same everywhere. There's always like someone who's got all the muscle and you got to pay the muscle guy or else they're going to come fuck you up. And at one point... So Shai, Shai is the muscle? Yeah, Shai, Shai is, is the, the muscle. <laughs> what? Yeah, there's a scene. The first scene is them collecting from a guy and 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 he's like, oh, I heard about you. He's like, oh, yeah? What'd you hear about me? And he's like, I heard you're the devil. He's like... I might be. <laughs> that was it. That yeah, was the whole that thing. Was it. Yeah, yeah. And then, hey, maybe, maybe I am the devil. So, and then at one point they show like Shia LaBeouf's uh, a shot of like the people he's supposed to collect from. Yeah, and I actually took a screen cap. Uh, is Diego, Playas, Goofy, <laughs> Francis, Maria, and Toker. 
I love I love inventing cholo names when you're a white dude like David Ayers. Okay, there's uh, Slimer, uh, Egon. Uh, it just names all the Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah, Ghoul, Dana, uh, Stay Puft, Marshmallow Man, the the Green Ranger, uh, 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 Carpathian. Um, <laughs> Yeah, those are those are all excellent cholo yeah. names, so, and uh, he should be given an award for best original screenplay. But best original cholo naming naming <laughs> in a movie. He so like usually you watch an action movie and you can kind of like actually the good thing about action movies is you can kind of sense the people made that were making them were having fun. You know, same with horror right. movies. It's like a lot of like goofy, you know, chore- choreography and mm-hmm. eh, everybody's moving around. They're having a good time. Uh, I swear, like David Ayer, when he was directing it, it just you, you're watching the act, action scenes, and it feels like someone's like standing behind you, whispering in your ear, "Damn, dude, isn't that fucked up? That's <laughs> that was fucked up." Because it's just like him trying to get a rise out of you the whole time, where like one guy just rubs another guy's face uh, on the ground from a moving car, and he like comes up and he looks like Two Face. Like his half right. his face is all grounded off, and you can right, just hear yeah, David yeah. Ayer over your shoulder. Damn, dude, that's fucking crazy, right? That's fucked up. <laughs> and that's the whole movie. Yeah, it's like um, uh, Justin Halpern's thing with uh, what, what was it? Action <laughs> movies or yeah, Fast and Furious? Bro, wouldn't it be sick? Bro, wouldn't it be sick if? And then that's how he writes the movie. Yeah. Bro, wouldn't it be sick if he was leaning out of a car and he just rubbed his face on the ground as it moved and he came up, he looked like Two-Face and shit? That would yeah. be so sick. Except he's not like trying to make it sick. He's just trying to make it like, damn, dude, that's fucked up. Yeah. The whole yeah, movie. Yeah, 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 Anyway, yeah. movie was like, this was one of those movies where like it ended and while we were watching it, the last like 35 minutes, you're just like, fuck, is this movie over yet? How is this movie so long? And, yeah. and I went to stop it and it said 95 minutes and I was convinced that like I, I got sucked into like a missing time uh, vortex <laughs> because that movie was easily two and a half hours long. <laughs> In your mind. That's how just, good it was. Yeah. Yeah. It just never ending. Wait. So who did you watch it with? Did you watch it uh, with your fiance? Yeah, I did. Oh, that's cool, dude. How's that going? That's good. I mean, except for let's, the fact that we, about per- we can't talk about personal lives here. No, man. we're doing it, dude. I want to yeah. talk about personal lives. Well, it's awesome <laughs> because, like, you know, we've had to reschedule a wedding twice, and uh, yeah, you know, we were supposed to be in May originally, May thirtieth. Uh, yeah, and then we we're like, well, this this COVID shit's pretty fucked up. Let's let's postpone it like way long after like all this will be better. Uh, like June. So, yeah, so we did it for mid October. <laughs> Like right. oh yeah, it'll be chill in October, and what's that? This mid October. Yeah. yeah. And now it's like, well, yeah, it's probably still not going to happen in October. So it's really up. yeah, of course not. Oh, be- because it, I was gonna, I was gonna be there, dude. Yeah. No. Well, you're invited to the small like fucking version. Where I mean, we we're gonna have like a hundred people originally. Now we're gonna have like twenty people in a backyard. But I don't know. Oh, no damn. one from no one's gonna show up from out of town. Like. Yeah, it's everyone's all, too scared. Yeah. It is it is a thing where it's like um everyone I'm glad everyone's scared because every time I'm like this shit is probably fine. Um I'm like 
then inundated with uh, a bunch of people re like reminding me that I, you know, to put my mask over my honking ass nose as well and stuff like that. And like people who I wouldn't expect to be worried about that shit are. And then it makes me re-worried. And that's probably kept me from getting COVID. As we said before, the government, uh, there was no government uh, telling us how to handle this. And... Uh, just snitches like snapped, stepped right into the vacuum. So now it's That's like, true. it's like I have to, you're caught between people who don't care at all, like to own the libs and then, and then snitches. So it's like, yeah, it's really, it's no, a bad place to be. Yeah. Allison, have yeah. you gotten COVID? Um, I don't think so. I don't feel like I have. I took the test a few weeks ago for the first time. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's sick. That's yeah. good. We're like 90% sure that we've already had it because uh, my fiance's had really bad like breathing problems. Like she went to the hospital to get a, a lung x-ray. Like well, oh, I'm damn. pretty sure we had she had it back in like February or March because she just got a test and it came back negative, but her lungs are still all fucked up. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I got, uh, I got Tovid. You guys heard about that? Yeah, you probably, had, you probably had it too. Oh, the foot thing? Yeah, I got that. What? But is that actual COVID or I don't I don't know because the, the New York Times I, I keep seeing these articles like the New York Times the other day it was like we've done it. We've compiled all the sin, the symptoms of COVID uh by how often they occur and uh this is the definitive list to know uh whether you you have covid and it's just it's basically like the end of a drug commercial where they list every possible yeah. symptom of anything ever and you're like right every cool. possible so I could ailment have, i could have shortness of breath achiness diarrhea my toes hurt uh sometimes <laughs> sometimes my knee aches when it's about to rain like it's just a bunch you of you know i did think i had it when it like before it was like apparent supposedly in america right because I was having like gastrointestinal issues for like a week straight yeah. after coming back to LA from New York. And it oh, was shit. I just heard about it, but like happening in China and not in the US. Yeah. And I ignored it just thinking I had like a stomach flu or something. But then like a few months later, I read like, oh, turns out like a small percentage of people only get gastrointestinal issues. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it's so weird because yeah. it's, it, I it mean, I've been everyone sleeping next to my fiance obviously for like this whole entire time and all i had Sick. was i had like earaches a, a little bit at the beginning like i had weird earaches and felt kind of sluggish but i that's that's it that's all i ever had and i'm pretty sure i had it like, well all the question is is if all if i had toe because i definitely definitely had covid toe that's like indisputable because it was the weirdest shit i had ever had to the point where i almost went to the doctor for it um, and, and it happened what, in like, exactly. what so basically it was like, there was three or four toes, uh, like, uh, a couple on each foot, um, where it felt like they had frostbite. It was like, and, and I kept thinking it's like, oh, they're really, really cold. So I would like put piles of blankets on my feet and it would still hurt. And then I would walk around and it would hurt like a motherfucker. But then as soon as I like walked around for a bit, it was fine. I was like, oh, my feet are fine. It just, I needed to get the blood flowing. So it basically just, it was like. It just seems like an eccentric Matt Lieb thing to do to have a lot of it, blankets on your feet too. Like, oh, I got listen, cold feet. 
No, my but feet it was, always getting cold. I got cold foot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like it was very strange to the point where like I again almost called a doctor because I was like I'm definitely getting whatever kind of weird foot cancer that bob marley got that killed him like you know it's like like uh, every time there's anything wrong with me it's like it's cancer and it's fatal and i'm getting it yeah. and i'm oh, and I'm, yeah. I'm currently dying um but then i couldn't make an appointment uh because you know basically it was impossible to get an appointment with a doctor in like march and then uh the the tips of the toes started uh i started getting necrosis basically the skin just on the very tips of the toes you- started like peeling and falling off do you get those bubbly toes that jack johnson had <laughs> yes <laughs> Fuck. uh anyways so then um i horny i think that's what that means <laughs> yeah yeah i was just and also i was horny for no reason oh, no um, oh my toes uh uh and yeah, and then eventually I um, ran into like a fucking, you know, like a Washington Post article or something on COVID toe and they showed pictures and I was like, that's it. That's exactly what I have. It was so specific and so weird and so like something that I've literally never had in my life that I was like, there's no possible other explanation for this. It's yeah. it's so specific. Have you- and. The question is, is can I get it now? I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. We don't know anything. Have Have you thought about? I took the antibody. I took the antibody tests, and it. Uh, but it's like fifty fifty apparently yeah, like in terms of accuracy. Yeah. I tested negative for the antibodies, but I was like, but I have COVID toe, so yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm I'm more pro body. Uh, very pro body, but um, nice. You know, I'm very have, body positive myself. Have, have you guys thought about what it would be like to uh, be living in San Francisco still with all this going down? Because oh, I can't even imagine Snitch City, awful. dude. <laughs> San Fran, San Francisco. I think about the amount of people like trying to like um actually you on the street there and what that has to be like now, and I I can't even imagine. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it sounds like hell. I mean, like. People were already, um, you know, snitching uh, over random shit on the street um, I remember before I pandemic. Woke up, I woke up to people yelling at each other because I lived on Van Ness, which was like, you know, a pretty major street. And it was because like some shopkeeper was using a hose to spray off the sidewalk in front yeah. of his store. And then someone walking by had been like, um, don't you know there's like a drought on? And then they'd gotten in like a big uh wow. shouting match over uh you know whether you should use a hose to hose off your front stoop and i'm trying to imagine like what that same people what those same people are like during an actual pandemic and uh shit like that whew. will turn you into an anti-masker and i, <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's it's important <laughs> to remember that like you know as much as you want to keep everyone in your life safe from this stuff it's important to remember that like yelling at random strangers um and, and policing them especially if you have to get into their space in order to to do it uh doesn't help anything and just makes everyone more angry yeah it's, i mean but they, it's hard because you want it what i get in snitch mode when i'm yeah. on tinder when you're on tinder Yes. Why? What happens? Because the fucking nerve of these dudes, like, literally, the first message is still, 
still like I get how they were doing it like a year ago or like a few months ago but like even now their first message is like oh want to come over let's let's make out (laughs) are you fucking like do you not know what's happening but I mean so what what do you do on a dating site when uh you know when you're not when you're like how do you socially distance when you're trying to smash it's I'm still trying to figure it out like isn't it like video dating Aren't people doing that? Like they're Zoom dating? Kind of. I mean, well, still, it's kind of funny because still like all the messages I'm getting where dudes are like, oh, I'm not really looking for like a relationship right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, he can. Well, here's the thing is like, I'm kind of like, tricking these dudes now because I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm hoping to like casual. That's chill. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I'm though, like, I wouldn't really want to hook up with someone if it wasn't exclusive. Like, we would still have to be, like, the only people we're fucking. Uh-huh. And literally, almost all of them are like, yeah, I could do that. That's pretty true. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, so we're just going to say we're casually dating. As long as yeah. it's, like, chill monogamy, like, uh, you know. Yeah. yeah. Not, uh, too serious. Like monogamy without a label, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we don't have to call it monogamy, but it's like I'm, I'm not gonna like sleep with anyone else. So, but I mean, it hasn't actually happened yet. Like these are just like beginning talks. You sure, know? sure, sure. You're in negotiations. I'm in negotiation. I'm like, I got a Zoom schedule this weekend. <laughs> I think a mask hang next week, and then oh we'll hell yeah, narrow it down from there. Yeah, I mean, I, I know people that are. Um, like a friend of mine said he was uh gonna make dinner with another uh girl that he met online um but just they're they're making dinner in their own apartments but it's like a virtual hang type thing and i was like that's that's too cute i know that's that's kind of how i looked at it i was like it's like that's some rom-com yeah that's some you've got mail kind of bullshit and it also seems like that it feels like it's a lot of steps as between you, that you, and you've fucking. got meal. You've got meal. Very good. Uh, Sold to Netflix. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, but yeah, like, I don't know. It, it seems like it's it doesn't feel like snitching what you're talking about, though, Allison. Like, like to me, it's not snitching well, because I'll be it, like, are you? Because then once they say, like, oh, want to make out or whatever, I'm like, are you taking this seriously? Are you yeah, right. ask, like, what's happening here? And I no, get but, very, like, Jewish mom about it. Or but I'm, that's fair. To me, that's completely fair. It's like, damn, you're really, you're, like, really willing to die for, for, well, for like, your dick right so, now. So what do you, you do? Know? So what do you do? So you just, do you just, like, talk for a while until it seems like this might be an option and then you both take COVID tests and you wait for the results and then you quarantine. And if you're both negative, then you go on a date or what? I think so. Well, what I, what I think I would do, cause again, I haven't, I haven't gone past the like texting slash like one video, video chat here and there. Yeah. 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 But what I would imagine is then we could hang out in person, but like maybe with masks, like go on like a <laughs> park hang or something. Yeah but like with our masks on and then if we like feel each other in person yeah i'd be like all right let's take the covid test and then yeah right right take it that's hard me. though because then you can't like drink to power through the awkwardness and then you know and then yeah. end up you know you get you get a little tipsy and then you get friendlier and then then and then dating ha- right. that, that's how dating always happened with 
uh, in my life, but yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, every date before this would be like a bar date where we like yeah. bar and like have a drink or two. So, or four or five. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like right now is probably a golden age of people masturbating on a phone and sending pictures of each other masturbating. I could be wrong about that, but I did that. I did that. Yeah. I mean, it just seems like that's, that's really where our relationships are now. You know, if you're single and dating is like, cause like people were doing that before, uh, you know, COVID people were just like, cause I mean, distance, it's not like, yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's like people are having long distance relationships, uh, but living in the same city because people yeah. are. And and to be honest, it makes me feel better about slowing the spread that people are like, whoa, whoa, whoa I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to get fucking. Don't laugh at that. Slowing the spread. <laughs> well, we're Slow talking. We're just spread. talking about masturbating on a phone. So of course, yeah. my mind went. Slow to that s- spread. Slow- <laughs> Slow the spread. Oh, slow Ooh, I can't. I can't wait to get over there and flatten your curves, girl. <laughs> Dang. I mean, oh. I feel like it'd be hard because uh, I'm gonna give you a once in a century poundemic. Mm, yeah, girl. Oh, hell yeah. Like when I was when I was dating, I always considered. You I'm know, gonna kill 2,500 people a week. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm spiking. I'm spiking. Oh, I'm spiking. <laughs> Girl, are you ready for the second wave? Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm all, you know. Because, uh, like, when I was dating, I always considered, you know, like, uh, my dick, like, sort of a side dish to, like, you know, the rest of me. Whereas, like, if you're dating <laughs> what was solely, the main on course? The, solely on the phone, you're just like, hey, here's a close-up of my actual dick. Like, I don't think that that would necessarily uh, be, like, the best foot forward. Yeah, the best dick for me. I've actually, before, I kind of stopped, but for a while, in like the beginning of the pandemic, I was rating dick pics. Oh, nice, yeah. And guys would send me their dick pics, and I'd like give them like a video critique of what they were doing. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. It was actually pretty cool. I don't know why. I guess guys just stopped being interested. Damn. Stop promoting it. But uh, the biggest mistake I think that guys make with dick pics is it'll just be a close-up of their dick. Yeah. yeah. And they won't include, like, anything else. Yeah, and you need something for scale. We, <laughs> yeah, like a Mountain Dew can. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. exactly. Or like Arizona iced tea. Here's my dick going for a nice walk. Uh, here's my dick uh, cooking, <laughs> like, a. here's my dick making a, a, a zesty summer salad. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so my That's favorite... What that dick do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> My my favorite angle when uh, I was single and, you know, would send solicited dick pics. uh, I never sent an unsolicited one because uh, I was, you know, I didn't want to be made fun of. Gold stars. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But uh, when I would send a solicited one, uh, I had had a go to. Um, There was one that I had (laughs) taken um, that I was like, this is. It was a go-to angle because I tried it a couple of other times, but there was just one that was perfect. And it was like from the, uh, it's from below. And Mm. uh, it's, it's kind of a perspective trick where you see the the balls in the bottom side of the dick but then you also see my arms taking the picture and it's and it's it's obscuring my face so you can't see my face you could just see so it looked like my my dick had a little jufro and 
and and I saw it, to me it was like this is good because it makes it look like I've got I've got a dick is bigger than my body, but. It, <laughs> I don't know if it ever tricked anyone, but I had a, uh, I actually had a model designer design me like an entire like two fifths scale room that I could put, <laughs> I could put my dick into, and people and and that way the girl could be like, oh my god, it's almost as big as that car door, you know? That's crazy. Your dick, it's like the opening of Dick Van Dyke. It like trips over an ottoman. It's like. Hi, honey, I'm home. <laughs> Your dick has a briefcase. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but uh, that, that like, upside pick. Plus, uh, if I did that for my pussy, it wouldn't be, like, it would be, like, the opposite. Yeah, no, it would have the opposite <laughs> how effect. how my vagina is. <laughs> Look how small it is. Oh, my God. You need, like, a, like a giant house. A giant house that's, like, 80% bigger. You just have to go to like the former Soviet Union and just get it in front of like a really, like a giant avenue with a brutalist sculpture in the middle of it. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> oh. A tiny little cute little vagina. <laughs> Look how tight it is. There's like a bunch of like, uh, you, you, you make some ant figurines, but you make them huge. And it's like, look how tight my little pussy is. It's as big as an ant hole. They can barely fit in. I think we're stumbling into weird Matt Leap fetishes again. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Very she, quick on these scenarios. She's yeah, drowning, yeah. She's drowning oh, no. in quicksand with ants all over her pussy. <laughs> she's stuck in an ant hole. Someone poured honey all over her face and the bugs are slowly eating the honey. <laughs> Anyways, everything's good. Yeah. Everything's good and normal here. Yeah, so what do you uh, think? I, 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 I We've had this. I've asked, had this question in my mind, like all through quarantine, where it, where it's like, is it better better to be single during this quarantine or to be uh, monogamous? Like, are, is it better to just be stuck with your significant other and like you have to see each other twenty four hours a day, or is it better to just like be completely, uh, you know, outside the outside the sex bubble? It's a great question. I, you know, I can't tell you. I Both don't know. Sound pretty fucking awful to me. I mean, yeah. I'm experiencing the single one, but then the idea of being with someone 24 hours, yeah, like cramped court, like a, you know, a one bedroom or like a studio. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sounds. I think. Awful. I think the worst would be, like, if you had just started a relationship, uh, like if you just taking like, like like the first steps into monogamy when this started and then you were just forced to quarantine with someone you know yeah. when you're like you know two dates in and you start having regular sex and then you realize the person's not that interesting that would be yeah. the worst but you're yeah i mean th- there's a lot of bad scenarios here i think like as much as you know people might be like oh man being single during that time it's got to be hard like part of me is like yeah but also like you know there's something generally hot about the idea of finding someone who because if you find someone who's cool uh and willing and you're willing to like take that step and like uh start dating someone and seeing them in person Mm -hmm. uh yeah nothing gets me hornier than the idea of finding true love well yeah (laughs) but like that's hot but also i mean yeah 
so Francesca and I's situation is now is it, it was was always different because we had um, we were yes we were quarantining together but I had my apartment and she had her apartment I basically lived at her apartment um, but my rent was so cheap it's at like my studio you had the life that, version of uh, your sex bed and your food bed like your that's basically <laughs> right yeah 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 I I had you know it like fucking yeah the sleep bed and the food bed uh and it was it was like i would go to my apartment you know once a day and like either podcast or play video games or whatever um and then you know so it was like yeah we're quarantining together but we you know we had some space but we just moved in together just now and i i'm at the new apartment and i'm like how big is it how many bedrooms it's a three bedroom. What? Yeah, we yeah. were able to but find. It's actually a- two fifth scale, so Matt can take pictures of his dick. <laughs> <laughs> it has it has an extra small room, so it has like it's a it's it, it's a two bedroom with an extra room. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it's like, um, and yeah, and and it's in Eagle Rock, uh, and I fucking I love the space. It's it's really nice, but it's like I'm making one of the rooms i'm like this is going to be modeled after my studio apartment i'm i'm putting my couch in there i'm putting my video games in there and uh between the hours of two and five you need to leave me alone (laughs) because like i don't know you know it's like this will be my first time ever i've never moved in with a, a a significant other before i've like had significant others that I've like stayed at their place a lot or they stayed at my place a lot, but we've always had separate space. Mm -hmm. So now I am going to experience being with someone forever. And, uh, and so I'm like, this could, we'll see, we'll see how this goes. I think it'll be great because love (laughs) conquers all. And it seems like it's a big enough space where you could have your own like private yeah. you wanted and that sounds perfect actually. Yeah, I and I'm long enough where it's like all right, we already know all our bullshit or whatever. That's true. We've been together now for almost 4 years at this point. It's really? Yeah, I know. Time is going by really fast. Damn. I know. I know. It's crazy how fast. It's like Yeah. And it's getting to the point where I'm just like Either the world's got to end or I got to start making some moves. You know? <laughs> it's like one or the other, like either, either the complete Armageddon or I got to like figure out, you know, yeah. I got to figure out how to sell this podcast. I got to figure out how to sell this podcast to, to Earwolf or some shit. Like <laughs> I got to figure out how to get that NPR money because like, I don't, I don't even know, dude. Like, what are we like? And the problem is with stand up gone. Like, there's not even like a uh, there's not even a normal path. Like, it used to be the stand up path made sense to me because it's how I got any kind of opportunities for either like a writing job or like met someone who was able to like hook me up with something else. Or like, and now I'm just like, what do we do, dude? I don't even fucking know. Just gotta keep making those I'll, podcasts, dude. Feeding the piggies, man. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, thank God they're for, still they're all cooped up in their pens. They're yeah, snouts. they're they're getting you know they're getting fat and ornery 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 oinkry. They're horny and they're ornery and they're fat and they need the content and I love them for it. 
um, just just weaselly little piggies who are just eating up all, all of our content slop. Hey, just hey Matt, like, what's up? Uh, speaking of content. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Do you, do you like where I went with that? Yeah, no, that was good. But I want to talk you... more about our listeners. They're oh, a bunch okay. of fucking piggy ass hogs <laughs> who just squeal and they 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 just they they put their dirty little snouts on our boots and lap up the mucus, you know? Yep. And that's okay. What kind of content do you want to so, talk about? So this isn't a Tales from NPR, but I feel like it's very Tales from NPR adjacent. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should have like another segment where it's just like the worst thing that you could find on the internet. Okay, and, and like we didn't talk about this. this was like this is like a week ago or like ten days ago. Um, so apparently, this is one of the members of Pentatonix uh, has made a Hamilton rap about uh, Doctor Fauci. Oh no! Yes, oh, I know. I saw this. <laughs> I know all about this, wanna, and I yeah, I know so yeah. much more. Go ahead. Okay. A genius immunologist, grad of Cornell with a doctorate, dropped in the middle of a pandemic, yet stopped by the president for all of the press he did. Cause tantrums from a toddler, Trump facts from a scholar, they call him the mass king, the duke of distancing. Why aren't we listening to someone of his stature oh and God. position? <laughs> why, why, why do liberals need a daddy so bad? Liberals love dads. <laughs> they need a dad. It's like, oh, Comey wasn't a good dad. We got to find a new daddy. Yeah. Uh, okay. What was the other guy? So, there was Comey. Then there was like another guy. What was the other guy? Um, uh, the uh, Mueller. Mueller. Yeah. Yeah. Mueller. Was it? Yeah. Com- yeah. Comey, then Mueller. And then now, now Fauci's now Fauci. a daddy. Because I guess. Also, Cuomo was a little bit of liberal yes, daddy. Yeah. Very briefly. Very briefly was a uh, liberal daddy. Um. I just so, love that nipple ring moment. That was a good moment. That was wild. It was. Wait, it, it, he has a nipple ring. What happened? Oh yeah, yeah. Cuomo has two it, nipple rings. Photo where it looked like he definitely had a nipple ring, but I don't think he actually has one. Oh really? Pretty oh, sure. I thought he. I thought he did. Um, I mean, it, it looked like it. That it would. Like it. it would make sense <laughs> if he did. Hard, I think. Yeah. Well, so the doctor. Uh, and first of all, you didn't even get to the part where the... Oh, I can the, play more. Oh, please. you don't have to. But please, go ahead. It's sickening. This is what physicians do. All disaster movies start with a scientist no one listens to. He was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the highest honor at the charge against Ebola and Zika. He... By the way, like President Trump has uh, given the, a dog the Presidential Medal of Freedom now, so maybe that's not like... A, <laughs> As high an honor as you thought it once was. Also, why is there a picture of McDreamy in there? Yeah, I I think because they're trying to uh, elicit the response of like, oh, I want to fuck Anthony Fauci. Yeah. Um, okay. So he, first of all, he's pretty. He he, he looks. He's kind of hot. No, I get it. There's like a. There's kind of like he's got a troll daddy vibe. Where, Are you sure it's not just because you're a, a Jewish girl and he's a doctor that you're just naturally? Uh, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> I live to rebel against my mother's wishes, which is why I only fuck skateboarders. <laughs> yeah. Well. So. Um, and also the the. Uh, there was like an interview too that was done because at point uh, when he gets to the chorus he goes. Dr. Anthony Fauci, 
my name is Dr. Anthony Fauci instead of Alexander Hamilton, uh-huh. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So that's seven syllables. And they, someone asked him in an interview, like, how did you think come up with this? And they said, well, we realized that Alexander Hamilton and Dr. Anthony Fauci have the exact same amount of syllables. And it's like, oh, shit, that's crazy. Okay, but here's the thing. Can I just Mm. say this? Um, Yes, that video is is kind of cringy and bad. That guy um, is very talented. He's a great singer. And uh, I think he works with uh, Brad Silnitzer. Uh, do you you know Brad Silnitzer, uh, Allison? He's like oh yeah. He's a comedian in LA. He he did that uh, brouhaha show where people sure. would drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a drinking show. Um, and he is hilarious and a great dude. And I know that. And they've been putting out videos all pandemic. Uh, and some of them, some of them are really good. Some of them, it's like it's it's. Uh, I've been impressed, and I've been like. I think they make cute videos. This is nice. And then I saw this one. First, I saw it from him and I clicked it and I was like, ooh, I don't really like this one. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever. It's fine. I like Brad and this guy seems like a good singer. And then it went viral as like the cringiest shit ever. It also. <laughs> which, to be fair. Which it is. Yeah. But it also went viral as uh, like liberals loved it. Like, of like course. I said, he did like interviews about it. People were like, how did you come up with this? You know? And so <laughs> as if it's not transparently obvious. Yeah, it, it is. It's, uh, you know, people are very easily impressed. But um, I was I was sad because I was like, I wanted to join in because if I didn't know that Brad had worked on this. Um, I I would have joined in and making fun of it, but I was like, no, but he's a good dude and he's really funny and yeah, he's friends with a singer. That's cool, you know. Whatever. It's it's very hard when some of your uh some of your homies are also libs. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, that's yeah, that's uh, cost of doing business. It's are cost you of- Republicans now? What's going on? <laughs> oh well, no. Libs, libs as opposed to uh, we're socialists. <laughs> That's oh. we're, we're attacking liberals from the left. That's the difference. Oh, okay, gotcha. You like, need to. She's like last been here. Yeah, you're like oh yeah no we've decided we're a Republican podcast right now. Like what's going on? No, see, it's okay because we're coming from the left. That is what I learned from other leftist podcasts. So you can say, you could say the worst things you want, but it's okay because you believe in Medicare for all. Isn't it so fucking freeing though to be able to make fun of all the like awful NPR shit and not have, and not have people like assume uh, that you're uh, an alt right dude or something? It's true. It's like there's there's a nice line to skate where it's like there is uh, something very annoying about uh, kind of like a what do you call it? Kind of a, like a virtue sig- signaling uh, liberal who doesn't who won't go as far as believing that everyone deserves to have health care, but believes that Dr. Anthony Fauci is great. Yeah. It's you a, know, it's, it's like, yeah, it's like yeah. corporate fashion choice you, for, for a lot of, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, but at the same like if, time, if I, if I you can't know, make fun of fucking Merrill Lynch, you know, having like a black square avatar, then we're lost. 
hundred percent. Yeah. Right, right. And uh, yeah, but there is at the same time, there is this thing where it's like because the line has been blurred and not everyone is privy to this blurred line. What I mean by line has been blurred, it's like there's like uh, there's like kind of a, a a coding that is done where it's like there are some comedians like uh, who is it? Do you guys know Tim Dillon? He does like a big podcast. He's like a, it, the, it, he's like a like a comedy store stand up comedian type okay. guy. Yeah, and uh, he's one of those guys who like he he likes you know he likes Bernie and he uh, you know wants uh, there to be an expanded welfare state and all that stuff. Um, but he is also his base of listeners are a lot of people who really like QAnon. <laughs> yeah. And so... Isn't that like Rogan too? Like, isn't he... Right. It's, it's the exact same type I of thing. I think Rogan's like, further... Well, yeah. Rogan is... I feel like people try to Rogan's, pin him to an ideology and it's just like, this is just like your, your, your run-of-the-mill credulous dude. Yeah, yeah. He's very credulous. Like you could you could get him to believe pretty much anything within five minutes. You know, it, <laughs> yeah. like he's someone who like doesn't have an ideology other than wow, that's crazy, dude. You see that YouTube video? <laughs> yeah. Like he's 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 just so open minded that his mind is fallen out of his skull. Um but <laughs> But yeah, no, so he's kind of in that same vein where it's like, uh, you know, uh, he'll say a bunch of stuff that I'm like, yeah, right on, uh, you know, this is good. But then he'll say things like, everyone needs to admit that the protesters are not peaceful. And I'm like, what is this? I don't even... (laughs) Like, what are we choosing? So there's this there's this n- new blurred line section of people who are um, making fun of kind of like liberals in general, which I'm like, I'm all for if you also are standing up for like black lives and, you know, standing up for, I would, uh, I you would know, like to go back immigrants. to the days when we could just laugh at people making fun of things that deserve to be made fun of without worrying like you know where it was coming from i mean i realize that you pretty much can't do that anymore but uh i feel like that was a thing at some point maybe i don't i don't i mean maybe so i but the i think the difference is is that like i i kind of look at everyone to me everyone's in that kind of default region where if they're making fun of something that is inherently funny to make fun of i'm like i'm pretty much for it as long as it's not like okay well that's just being racist or that's <laughs> right, just yeah. being sexist um but now there are there's so many political signals that get like crossed between uh, like so, so now you've got people who are saying half the things that you believe in but then they'll say one thing that signals to you that they are maybe a conspiracy theorist yeah. or like that they maybe hate jews and you're like wait wait <laughs> wait 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 and, and and so and so it's like the, it's a problem that being very online tell me what you, you think about the jews yeah, I just need to know if this is an anti-Semitic thing I'm listening to or if this is like, you know, and, and it's like it used to be that, well, if you have to ask, then, you know, then yeah, yeah. It, then it's a problem. But then there are some people who I I just think it's like some people just like being edgelords. And yeah. if they can graft onto a political ideology that allows them to be edgelords, they don't care if it's left, right, or whatever. They just are like, you know, this this is my get out of jail free card to, you know, uh, to be 
you know, racist or sexist or like make jokes about, you know, all yeah, sorts yeah. of shit. So it, it's, it's come to a point where your content consumption is now part of your, um, political identification process. <laughs> and, uh, it's all just very annoying. And I just, uh, you know, I just, I opt out. That's what I do. You, <laughs> I know, turn, you know how you opt out? I turn on, tune in. You just never become successful. That's oh, how you opt out. Yeah, yeah, that too. That helps. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to blame the Jews for a sec. Yeah, and also <laughs> you, you've stopped the Jews. Oh, speaking of that. so Go on. <laughs> I watched An American Pickle, which uh, I enjoyed a lot. Well, I enjoyed... I, I enjoyed the first that's, 20 minutes. I thought the first 20 minutes were fucking excellent. That's all That's all I saw. And I was like, I love this movie. Yeah. And I mean, you could almost stop there. there it gets, it like, aw. it falls off for a while and then it gets better at the end. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's, it, it, you know, it's very, it, like, I call it like a Jewish Encino man, which. Uh, that's it, exactly what it is. I liked, I, I liked it that Seth Rogen, you know, let his uh, Jew flag fly high and, uh, I enjoyed it. Basically, it like the entire. Jewy? What's that? What's that? Is it very Jewy? So the premise is basically like, what if your ancestors who fled the pogroms uh, could see what a pussy you are now? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, but what? What if? Like, what if your ancestor who fled the pogroms to like keep his culture alive could see what like an irreligious uh, like weakling you are? You've become. Yeah. Which, yeah. You yeah, know. so the story is if if you don't know it's um that uh Seth Rogan's great great grandfather um immigrated to America and then um fell into worked at a pickle factory and fell into the pickle juice and got brined and then uh he, and then woke up uh you know 100 years later um completely preserved and th there's no there's no explanation there's no science involved it's they just make a joke about how everyone was like oh that's how it was done okay yeah. and then they move on uh and yeah so it's it's an encino man but with pickles and jews yeah. which i um, loved which is also you know very similar to uh you know armenians had the same same deal they came, came to the u.s at the same time for basically the same reasons um mm -hmm. anyway so like I enjoyed it, write a review, and then for like an entire day, <laughs> the only comment on my review was something like, oh, wow, it's crazy how like Hollywood's finally making a movie about Jews or, or some or Yikes. some shit like that. And I was like, God damn it. I can't. Yeah. So um, the movie, I only saw 15 minutes of, so I can't really comment on it. Uh or 20 minutes of whatever I saw uh, the, the good portion of it uh, and then enjoyed the shit out of it. But then there was controversy that came out of it because um, while he was doing promotion for it, Seth Rogen went on, I think Mark Maron's show. Yep. And uh, during the interview, he, uh, and I don't have the exact quotes in front of me, but he says something like, uh, uh, basically that he learned uh, a lot of lies about Israel growing up that, you know, like the way that Israel is presented by, uh, you know, like Hebrew school teachers and, and just in general is that the Jews, uh, you know, established it as a state, you know, as a refuge and, uh, you know, the gate was open and everyone just went in as if there was like no people right, there. Was there. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and 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 that's the part that they leave out is like the the rather than like they talk about how war uh, was fought over it, but they make it seem like the war was fought because every all of the Arabs hated Jews yeah. and not because the Jews came in. Uh, got a state established and then started taking over villages and literally kicking people out of their houses, houses of which many still literally hold keys to. Um, And like the key is a very symbolic thing with uh, Palestinians to be like this, you know, hold on. Uh Oh, all right. What was I talking about? Israel? <laughs> Israel. Keys? Um, I don't know. You're talking about yeah. how the Palestinians were all swingers and they were having key parties? Yeah. So Palestinians had these key parties, right? They would put the keys in the bowl and then they would just pick up some and then they would go fuck. Well, Israelis <laughs> That's how came they did the arranged, they, arranged marriages back then. Right. That's how it was done. But then what, what had happened was uh, that the Israelis came in and stole all the keys. <laughs> and instead of fucking, they just took the houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, anyways, so uh, I'm half is my mom's Israeli. I'm half Israeli. Oh, I didn't know that you're half Israeli. Yeah. So oh, that's crazy. It's like super relatable to hear what Jeff said, Jeff, what Seth yeah. was saying, because like, that's exactly how I was raised to believe Israel. Yeah, is just like, we're only fighting because they don't like Jews. And like that. Right. It's like there was no further explanation about the history of like, right how israel came to be or anything we're just like no they just don't like us and so we have to fight and this is life and it's like Mm -hmm. and it's a completely fair like critique it's like to me that's like that's that is uh that's fucking low level criticism that's just going oh you know it's weird that growing up uh you know uh they didn't really explain the part where you know israel was founded through an act of like war and colonization you know that's like that that's it's it's not even a a critique of israel as a state so much as is uh, like a critique of like hey i wish i had learned that when i was growing up yeah um and he got in a lot of trouble for it uh and yeah and it was like one of those things where he then got introduced to the magical world world of uh, Jewish Twitter, which <laughs> oh, is no. is a beautiful mix of uh, left wing uh, left wing Jews who are uh, like Palestinian solidarity Jews and like you know uh, socialist Jews and communist Jews, uh, at least as brands online. I don't know about ideology. I just consider everyone branding, yeah. and. Zionist Twitter, which is a part is uh, a part of uh, what I would call Jewish Twitter in that it's like Zionist Twitter is uh, a bunch of hard right wing assholes who um, what's that Twitter? Yeah, it's like it's it's like Kushner Twitter. It's Kushner level Twitter. Uh, It's it's like, uh, you know, Ben Shapiro, uh, you know, uh, although he is he's in all sorts of Twitter shit. And it's like uh, there's people who they kind of dress up their um, uh, their brand as kind of being like, you know, uh, level headed. And like, you know, I'm the I'm the 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 smart, you know, Zionist choice, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm going to talk to 
to Seth Rogen and, you know, set him straight about a couple of things. Uh, and then you don't have to look far into their Twitter history that says, like, Arabs are mud people and they dra- and they live in swamps and they d- love filth because they roll around in it. Like, they are extremely racist against Arabs. And it's like, but they always kind of are like, but I have a gay pride flag on, you know, it's like... <laughs> It's like, it's, it's this weird, uh, so yeah, so he got caught up in, in kind of learning, uh, so first he's talking to like these like super right wing Zionist Jews, like, uh, on private message. Then he's talking to some like, uh, left wing Jews, uh, private message. And, uh, he, this all ends with him, by the way, um, just following everyone from Jewish Twitter. Uh, Seth Rogen now follows me, (laughs) which is, Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. Seth? Seth, dude. He fucking he fucking loves some Matt Leave, dude. No, I mean he hasn't liked or you know, he hasn't retweeted or anything yet, but he will though, dude. He will. You didn't even retweet uh, my review so he could see it. God. Oh dude, I will do that. I will do that and uh hopefully he can like just like comment and just yeah. be like, Hey thanks and then like we could be friends. <laughs> That's tight. But yeah, it's it's a weird thing because it's like you really it's it's just so annoying because you, uh, you know, you you see you never know what you're going to get when a celebrity that you like, especially a Jewish one, starts waiting in the waters of like Israel discourse online. And all you at me personally, I get nervous because it's like, (laughs) I just really don't no yeah yeah because i'm like because i don't know which way they can be pushed because it's very (laughs) easy to go any way when it comes to israel and the discourse online ultimately land on what's that seth ultimately land on i think he landed on um he he completely 100 uh like stands up for his statement like he believes he's like no this i'm right about this saying he was gonna make an apology or something so i wasn't sure yeah, so th- what happened was that um, there's a guy, uh, I forget his first name, but his last name is Herzog, and uh, he called him uh, to, you know, talk uh, about it. He's like some Israeli official or, you know, the king of Zionist Twitter or something. I don't know. And uh, what ended up happening was he- they had a conversation. It was private. Uh, and then that guy tweeted out, I just talked to Seth. Um, he apologized for everything, uh, and we had a great conversation. And then uh, Seth, um, you know, wrote uh, in a private message to uh, a uh, a left wing Twitter uh, Jew, um, like, "My mom made me call him." Uh, <laughs> Like literally his mother made him call this guy and he did not apologize to him. Uh, and, and like, she is. Yeah. That's how Jewish she is. This is. The mother says like, you have to call. And then, and he was like, fine mom. Uh, but yeah, it was very cute. And then he did a subsequent interview, I think with Haaretz, uh, the, one of the like Israeli newspapers where he again was saying, um, you know, uh, I was forced to call this guy by my mom. I did not apologize because there's nothing to apologize for. I've said nothing wrong. The fact is, is I was not taught um, it, uh, like the real history of Israel. It's kind of like growing up in the United States and not learning uh, about, you know, Native American colonialism. And like, it's like, you know, we didn't 
we didn't it's like when you discover at some point that like Christopher Columbus discovering America is kind of a misnomer in that there was already people there. <laughs> yeah. Right. But anyways, I personally love Seth Rogen cuz he followed me and now I want us to be friends. Um we have a email question uh, for us to answer before we get out of here. You guys uh okay, good. You guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Yo, so my girlfriend finally my girlfriend finally got to leave in Francesca's hot goss knockoff and we have a serious question. Uh, I don't mm. mean to knock it. It was great. Also get Burnsy on. Um is it weird to poop in front of your significant other? My girlfriend and mm. I thought that was a regular thing. Whenever a friend moves in with their significant other, I ask them if they have yet. I mean, you waste so much time by not talking. How can you trust someone to care for you when you are seriously ill if they won't even let you poop in front of them? Does Lieb have a shy colon too? Vince, what is your stance on this? Has it changed since you have a stepson? Uh, my request is in response to... Oh. Yeah. Uh, my request. This part is whatever. My request is in response to an email my friend sent that you never read back way back in the before times. He has been bitching about me not watching The Wire for years. In reality, I watched The Wire in January and have been dropping clues since then to see if he would notice. <laughs> I was I was referencing it. Turns out he didn't pick up on Trump should just make up a serial killer to distract us from COVID. So if you could just say, Dane, he watched the damn wire and it was a good damn show. If you want to shame him, you can also tack on stop going to brunch with your mom without a fucking mask on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So hey, yeah, da- pooping hey, in hey front- Dane. Dane, he seen he seen it. He seen it. So leave it uh, alone. Pooping in front of your uh, significant other. Never done it. I've never, I've never taken a shit in front of uh, any significant other. I've gotten close. Like, what I mean by that is, at Francesca's old place, um, she had a bathroom that didn't have like a, you know, when you go to the bathroom, there's like a vent that makes sound. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you turn on a light, but then the light also there's like a a fan. Yeah, it's attached to the fan. Yeah. Um. She didn't have one of those, and I realized because uh, I I never really understood why why that exists um, until I uh, lived in a place uh, where I would take a shit next to the bedroom, and it was just quiet, and she could hear every. She one time <laughs> she heard because she she installed uh, a, a, like a bidet that's on the toilet seat, um, and she heard the water hitting my asshole <laughs> but not just that but the it was like high pressure high speed water that would actually go into my asshole so that not like the tube would go in but the water would, you sure. would spray a little water in the asshole and then when i when it stopped uh you would you would take another shit because you were shitting out the water from oh, your sure. asshole i feel like that's worse than seeing it yeah, it is worse. It's worse than it. And I, because <laughs> she said, she told me exactly what happened. I was like, some of that water went in your asshole and you shit out that water, didn't you? I was like, I did. You heard that? And she's like, yeah, I heard that. So anyways, I've never taken a shit with her watching, but I wish I had rather than had that moment. Yeah. I feel like peeing's okay. Peeing's okay. Peeing's just, it's a whole other because then it yeah i don't even want that's the way i feel just yeah i mean like i don't even want to watch myself shit like why would i yeah 
I mean, but, I would watch myself shit. But I'm like you, Matt. Like, I definitely... We definitely have never... Shitting is door closed always. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But, like, yeah, I have the same problem as you where, like, you know... They're, like I'm a loud shitter. I got I got uh, those bowels that are sensitive, mm-hmm. and sometimes my poops are loud. And also sometimes my poop does the thing where like the when you flush it, like there's still poop on the bowl. It happens a lot. I don't know why. Yeah, 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 my poop yeah. stays Same. on the bowl. So Same. like uh, it's kind of sounds like you have wet poop. Yeah, got wet. Well, poop. It, it happens both ways. I sometimes I have the wet poops above the water, and then sometimes yeah. I have the poops that are so hard that they streak the bottom of the bowl, and then they oh, yeah. don't. You know, hell, hell yeah, dude. So you know, she's seen it. Like sometimes it like fully disappears. Have you ever had that? Yeah. Wait, what? What happened? It's like your poop goes so into the bowl that you're like questioning if oh, it's a shit. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, like yeah. you need yeah, more yeah. fiber because the fiber makes it float. Like you can tell if you have the proper fiber content in your diet, if it's like half floating and half oh, submerged. Like if it's too much fiber, it's all up on top and then not yeah. enough. It's it's huh. just a submariner. It's yeah. like how you can tell if someone's a witch or not. <laughs> yeah. But it's with fiber. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, uh, I hope that answered the question. <laughs> Allison, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on on the broadcast again. We love you so yes, much. Any- yeah. Where, where, where can people find you on the internet? At just about glad on Twitter, mm-hmm. Instagram. Hell I'm yeah! Starting a new live stream comedy show on Instagram Live. Oh, nice! Want to follow that? It's called the Horny Hour. The Horny Hour, dude. That sounds amazing. Check out the Horny Hour live on instagram live uh broadcast at gmail.com for all of your questions comments concerns patreon.com slash broadcast for all the bonus episodes hey vince what's the google voice number 415-275-0030 all right everyone thanks so much for listening and until next time good night and good chins <laughs>